Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have discovered that the conspiracy on Vicodin Prime runs deeper than expected. Marnie received a new LAS gun, Atticus was surprised by an aggressive local commissar, and Valentine lied to escape their confinement. What will happen now that they've stowed away on a truck filled with orc corpses? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Excerpt from the planet Rasmus, now Vicodin. Right, the space lord said he's gonna come build a factory in our backyards. I bet we'll get all sorts of cool space stuff like laser guns and maybe a rocket ship. You're an idiot, Barthus. He's going to enslave us. Yeah, but at least we'll be enslaved with space stuff. Kept in the Imperial records as to the purchase of Planet Vicodin. (laughs) Dead orcs are smelly. Normal orcs, also kind of smelly, but dead orcs in particular are um, a a particularly uh, rancid, uh, vaguely rotten vegetation smell uh, mixed amongst all the uh, the gore and viscera. Um, That said, um, honestly, Marnie, this is your, like, love the smell of napalm in the morning kind of vibe. Like, this is your Axe body spray (laughs) if you had it, Uh, you know, it's... Yeah, I'm. I basically just kind of like, kind of nudge one with my toe and say, "These are dead orcs." That's it. So the good news is, um, the uh, the sound of the because you'll remember these uh, these vehicles are. Um, I mean, everything in in 40k is vaguely primitive, but like, they're, they're they've got like big heavy wheels and like you're kicking up gravel. Like this isn't a great like paved metropolis. So there's a good amount of noise. Um, so the three of you can talk confidently. Not that Marnie would care about this, but Valentine sure as fuck would. Um, you can talk confidently knowing that um, there's enough sound from this like trawler kind of grinding along um, that you can kind of talk in peace. But yes, you find yourselves um, amidst a bunch of orcs, um, sort of some uh, tangled metal gear, metal gear, um, just a bunch of mess. You get the sense that, uh, 
visually, these guys were probably shoveled up and dumped in here. Um, they haven't been sorted. They haven't been cleaned. Uh, this is just a a garbage pile of dead orcs. Um, and, weapons uh, and all? Um, the weapons are missing. Um, there are some broken weapons, um, but uh, you get the sense that that might be the only thing those plucked out in case any of them were still vaguely alive. Orcs being uh, particularly hardy uh, uh, lads and lasses, uh, not exactly who you want to leave with anything they could, you know, end of die hard up out of a sheet with. Um, so, um, yeah, you, there's like broken shootas um, and sluggas, but again, orc weapons, very strange. And honestly, some of these don't look like they were broken by anything other than falling out of an orc's hand. Um, so, a uh, bit of a mess, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, all right, friends. So we're heading into a factory. I have some unfortunate news, but it will be of great interest to all of us. And by unfortunate, I mean unfortunate for our enemies. Thanks, Emperor. What a great day. So here's the deal. I'm pretty sure that all the Vicodin's alcohol is actually made from fermented dead orcs, which makes it a crime, which means uh, Inquisitor Barthus Billingberg Twelfth will be declared excommunicata traitoris, meaning we have to kill him. We also have to kill Glasgow Vicodin, and we may need to purge this whole world of life. <laughs> what fun. What a fun challenge, especially with a ticking clock to save the Emperor. So... We need to cause enough trouble to bring down uh, Messieurs Vicodin and Billingberg uh, to this factory. So we could either pretend to be someone important, which we have a mixed bag attempt at, as if we meet people who are corrupt, they will either jail us, shoot us in the face, or jail us and then shoot us in the face, as I like to call it, the old Inquisition special. Uh, or we could try to blend in wherever we find ourselves, trade our uniforms, maintain our weapons, and try to cause some sort of mass sabotage, either through explosives, if you know anything about that, or any other kind of saboteur danger activities. I, I open the floor to feedback, questions, and ideas, because I do believe you two are more experienced in the mayhem category than I am. Before Atticus responds, Tom, mm. since he's been on Vicodin uh longer than at, at least valentine i don't know about marnie but he's been in um the uh the glorious regals has he imbibed vicodin brand oh well, okay. i would assume so if, if he's a drinking man um, he is this he is, would be yep um and I again like sure if it was yep the pieces are starting to fall fall in place like the, the it's been a hot second since we've we've talked about this but as um and right, refresh my memory. They call it like it's not alcohol, but it's like alcohol or something. Like it's almost there. I don't know if yeah, you're it's like it's 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 all kind of bullshit knockoffy sounding from what we've talked about. So it's probably like a grain product that. Oh yeah, yeah. Things, well, but yeah. I've super, got what it's yeah. made of, just in terms of the actual name in 40k. Doesn't oh. use the lore master. Oh fuck, I have no idea what. Right, fuck it. Doesn't matter. Kinky that, drinky. That's planet by planet. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, the kinky drinky. I like, I like stinky drinky. Yeah. So um. In uh, for uh, the imbibers of Scotch whiskeys listening to this fine podcast, um, it ranges anywhere from kind of uh, a Glen Fittich, which is like up from um, say like a uh, a Johnny Walker or like anything that you just kind of get. Like it's just it's slightly nicer, um, and then it ranges all the way to like very expensive and very nice. Um, oh, um, Amasek. That's Amasek. That's the weird. Yes. Right. But that's their main drink. It's not like the name for Am all liquors. 
correct? Uh, yeah, I, it's not specific whether it's a brand or not. Generally speaking, it seems to be their scotch is Amasek. That's just correct. a generic term I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least so like um, what you would know about Vicodin is that Vicodin has always been like, uh, in a sense, the Pepsi to, um, uh, and sorry, it's Amasek? Amasek? Amasek. A-M-A-S-E-C. Amasek. Yeah. So Amasek is the Coca-Cola of, of fine liquors. Um, uh Vicodin has always been a bit of the pretender. Now that said, um, they're also willing to spend on flashiness and um, propaganda essentially in a way um, that Amasek doesn't, which is always the sign of like the legitimately ingrained classy one and the one that is trying to get there. Yeah. Um, so that's very much, sorry, Laura? I prefer Pepsi. Get out. Cool. Cool. Yeah, this is good I mean, information. A lot of people prefer just, like, drinking stinky I just want to say drinky. that, like, it's okay <laughs> if there are people out there who, like, really feel attacked by what you've just said. Look, Laura, I have seen that Kendall Jenner ad, and I know uh, that it ended a war. So... Marnie is so fucking dead. Do you realize who you're crossing <laughs> with your... I, I just, I just, I can't help myself. With people your used trivial to drink is. preferences. People used to joke that it was Adam versus the DM, and it's not. You could listen to Dumb Scum, and Adam and Tom are on the same team. Laura is taking shots at real Tom. Just real Tom state. No, I think I you're think going after Tyler myself. on this one. He, This man likes Coca-Cola. That's right, but I ain't no... I ain't no brand ambassador. Yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean... This shit's killing me. I can't <laughs> say it right now on the fucking air. <laughs> I can't speak for Pepsi or Cola, but I got to tell you, MeUndies is a wonderful product. And if you enter... Um, it's a real smooth drink, too. You can yeah. choke a MeUndies yeah, down, yeah, no yeah, problem. Exactly. It's great. Uh, you got to be real I'm careful sorry. about that. I it's just, a bad I obituary. I wanted people to know that it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I wasn't actually speaking to the quality of the beverage, but more so the way it's advertised. But I mean, cool. Let's yeah. talk about flavor some more. Everyone um, everyone knows the phrase, is Pepsi okay? So there's already like an established mythos around these two brands. Like Coca-Cola runs one ad a year and it's with the Santa Claus they invented. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi has to hire celebrities to pull stunts in order to even be remembered as a product. So like you know, not quite, not quite the the same deal. Um, yeah, Pepsi. But, Pepsi had to do that TV ad where people drank both. Were like, "Wow, it isn't worse." Like, a coach <laughs> didn't have to run that ad. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know you're on top when you don't have to run the ad where people are surprised your product isn't shit. And admittedly, it's not, but they do try hard. Also, so I like Seven Up better than Sprite. I'll say I'm that. I'm so right sorry I walked us down this. <laughs> no, no, no. no right. we got... I agree with Ryan. Seven Up is the superior beverage. Uh, listeners at home, what beverage would you like to talk about instead of Warhammer 40K? <laughs> Dark universe, the 41st I'm just, millennium I'm just, of humanity. There's, there's 40 I'm just up. delaying my inevitable demise. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like getting uh, uh, all this combat, Tom. Let's talk about our favorite snacks. Yeah, if I can be... push character creation like one more episode, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really want an Eldar showing up being like, my name is Pepsi's Good. Yeah, <laughs> um, really kind of fucking uh, off yeah, the tone of the Pepsi show. Cola. The new That's hello new friend me. is just is Coke okay? <laughs> uh, we like to have fun around here, um, but you know who doesn't have fun? People in a grim dark future, which is where we still are. Tom, I have one joke I have to make. I can't stop. I'm sorry, Fuck. but Pepsi is definitely made by the Tau. I just, <laughs> I, I have to say it. It's a deep cut <laughs> 40K reference, and I stand by it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then RC Cola is the squats. Oh, um, yeah. It was here for a while, and then everyone forgot about it. Um, great. Um, that's very good. 
I like that a lot. I make the tower cool. Does that make the uh, Primarchus Marines uh, new Coke? No one really likes them, but we just have to suffer through them for a little bit until we go back to the original Marines? Yes. Damn. <laughs> Um, so regardless, this liquor is a thing. Don't relate it to any brands, you know, okay. uh, to answer your question, Tyler. Yes. You've drank it. Yes. Thank yes. you. With this uh, revelation, I feel, uh, uh, an immediate, uh, need to come clean with my new, uh, inquisitorial leader. Uh, so, a uh, uh, a finger from Atticus's, uh, fleshy hand just goes right up and he just starts trying to like purge and between like attempts of like uh, uh, he's basically confessing like i i drank it so i i drank the vicodin uh, it's, it's all right it's all right here we will purge that sin by purging the sinner who fooled you that's the whole thing we need to be focused forwards you are a strong bastion of the imperial might and if if for some reason any of us has to drink more of this to be able to destroy them you have permission from the emperor to do so. Um, I I put I put in a hand on Atticus's shoulder and and I just say, "Remember, Captain. Whenever you drank the Vicodin, it means orcs were dead, and that is good." Well, uh, that is true, I suppose. Marnie, have you just eaten orc? This feels like something that may have happened over your years out in the wilderness. Sometimes when one is desperate, one <laughs> may eat the enemy. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, okay. Here, I agree with it's the It's very matter of fact. <laughs> the emperor wanted you to do that before you got here. I just want to specify in future that that is not true should we be facing demons. There are a lot of things you can eat. Do not eat the stuff of the warp. That will go incredibly poorly for you. Agreed. Excellent. Like, All right. So yeah. ideas about mayhem, just to bring us back around to the moment we're in. So if what's the best way? If we need to cause a situation that brings them down here, what about a, uh, a hostage crisis or something? Someone's got to run the distillery. We could uh, take them hostage, cause the, uh, the higher ups to come on down. Now, that does require us to uh, survive a siege. And I don't rightly know how we'll escape, but uh, it is an option. Otherwise, uh, we go around uh, just destroying the bloody distillery. It is uh, heretical, after all, a monument to heresy. All right, I like that. So we've got kind of two ideas uh, from Atticus, either kidnapping kind of a, a VIP or someone in charge, or we just try to blow up as much of the place as possible. Marnie, you've been doing a lot of behind enemy lines work. Well, what would you suggest? I, I would, I would suggest following your command. <laughs> Do you know what? This does help narrow down the options. All I right, remember had... Lyric. Lyric would never have <laughs> chucked that bullshit. Whatever you want, boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this truck for myself and my brother. It's hard uh, to fight down those instincts, we'll be honest. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Um, one uh, one thing I'd like to just add, uh, because uh, for those of you listening at home, this is just the next episode. One week later, for us, it's been a lifetime. We recorded um, last year. It was yeah. not 2021. <laughs> we all have children in college oh, yeah. now. Um, it's It's been a thing. But honestly, I think President Harris is doing a great job. Um, 
But uh, just so you remember, uh, the way Vicodin uh, as a planet is set up, you've got the the rolling green highlands, um, uh, but the actual plant itself, the distillery, is within essentially a feudal society, um, mm. as I alluded to in my little uh, bumper at the beginning here. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, It's got the kind of classic um, uh, touristy, you can come tour the distillery look of like, at ground level and for a few stories, it looks like an old fortress. Above that, it is very clearly um, an industrial building. So just so you kind of remember the, the situation you're going into, you're behind a shield uh, that has protected uh, the distillery and its guests from uh, the warfare outside. Um, so much so that um, if any of you peeked out the, the side, you would see that inside uh, the, the shielding, um, there actually seems to be minor hollow projection, making it seem as though the rolling green highlands are uh, still outside. Now, granted, it's mm. 40k hollow projection, so it's like uh, like one of those weird broken LCD like dot screens where it's just like slightly off. But everyone's used to pollution being bad enough; they just kind of assume that's part of the shtick. But just to keep in mind, um, you are basically driving into a feudal feudal fortress yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Oh. All right, so it sounds like we might just want to see how things play out because if we can get access to explosives, then we go with plan A. And if we can get access to someone important, we can go with plan B. I would say we probably want to, rather than kidnap them, draw guns and assume they're important, I would assume we could take them quietly and perhaps they have some way to send kind of some sort of um, 40001 call. You know, that emergency number everyone uses throughout all of the Imperium uh, just when something's going wrong. But they could probably send that to their commanders. So... Do we have a way to appear to be a guest or do we find ourselves getting into some sort of medieval clothing and trying to pretend to be employees? Well, sir, uh, to be frank, we are riding in the back of a corpse wagon. We're not going to look our best when we get out of here. Might be, uh, might behoove us to disguise ourselves as peasants, as you said. All right, I, I agree with this. So here's what I think. We'll we'll stay stay in the truck. Keep keep an eye out through the flaps. I'm assuming we're in like a World War II truck. I don't know. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep an eye out through the flaps. When we find ourselves in some sort of area with the villagers, step one, try to hear what their accents are because if they all sound like me, I don't know if you two could do that. Whereas if there are a variety of accents, that would be perfect. Uh, and then we'll try to insert ourselves through that part of society. Yeah, Roy, that could work. I, uh... I suppose I give up the uh, general oeuvre of a labourer. I think that's very possible. Hopefully we'll, we'll try to get some like oversized uniforms that you can wear over your armour because I don't entirely want you to have to like go in without armament, etc. I must not remove this armour at any time. Oh, good. What a lovely requirement for this mission. <laughs> and can you that- remove... Your, the, she doesn't. She doesn't have a helmet right now, right? No. No. Okay. Well, just small, small victories. <laughs> he thinks to himself, "She's like, I can't take it off." And he runs through, like, "Does she have a helmet she can pull out?" And he's like, "No." Oh, the praise the emperor. Uh, and with that, the uh, the wheels grind to a halt uh, briefly, uh, and you hear the crunching of footsteps on gravel as um, uh, what sound like inspectors um, be, begin uh, kind of walking along. Um, and uh, you hear a voice uh, just say, Oh, uh, headed to cold storage, are you? Um, and uh, the driver um, just most, That's right. We got a fresh load of <clears throat> our ingredients uh, need to be put on ice uh, soon. 
rather than later. Already starting to smell. Don't want no stinky drinkies, do we? No, we certainly wouldn't want that. Uh, very good. There are uh, three trucks. Uh, very good. Um, I will send you to Cold Storage Bay C. All right. I guess I'll best step on the pedal then. Um, and with that, there's kind of that jolting World War II truck thing where like all the machinery is vaguely held together by just the hope of a nation. Um, <laughs> uh, the vehicle kind of shudders and begins to move forward. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch-heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> you can feel um, uh, the vehicle starting to turn a bit, uh, and you get the sense that it's pulling away from the other vehicles. Uh, they all seem to have been directed to different uh, cold storage bays. Excellent. Oh, that going down a, a an incline now. I think Valentine would creep over to the side and try to like pull up one of the little flaps to see where where they are because we just need a place to where we can essentially get off. Yeah. where we aren't just people standing in an empty field. <laughs> totally. Um, so inside, it's actually fairly densely packed. A good way to think of this is uh, sort of Victorian. Like it doesn't. Not that it looks like Victorian London because it it's got more of kind of a Germanic folk vibe um but it's densely packed um kind of like you would i mean let's be realistic like i've seen in video games where i've been walking around in that era looking at you syndicate and amnesia uh, machine for pigs um so it's just like um heavy like a lot of kind of small buildings all of which seem to be associated with either kind of like where people sleep uh and eat and live or um somehow in service of it but it really is Kind of like a, a, a twisted, grimdark, 
Disneyland mm-hmm. of like everything that's in here is kind of here to keep up the appearance of kind of the the traditional because again I'm, as I'm sure you've gathered I'm, I'm ripping a lot of this off of like um, Scotch distilleries where it's very much like tradition means something here like it's it they're trying to keep up the vibe of like this is a small family operation run yeah. by feudal yeah. people um, so very much that that kind of sense so um, it's there there are no fields there's kind of the wall with the shield and then densely packed small buildings. Um, you're going down, um, you have kind of reached, um, a paved area, um, and you're kind of on a downslope. I said going down an incline, which makes me want to kill myself. You're going down the decline, um, uh, sort of incline from someone's perspective. You're good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi glass is half full and all that. Um, so you're kind of rolling, um, down and around and you get the sense if you've ever been to like a Canadian fort. Uh, I also worked for the parks and recreation council of Ontario. Um, a lot of the the kind of low ground stuff um, is down sort of ramps and that that sort of thing off to the side. So you've kind of got the nice big central structure, but uh, Valentine, probably you more so than these two, would recognize, oh, we're, we're like going into the plant proper now. So you basically have a few moments between now and when you actually enter the plant, uh, if you want to hop off and grab outfits to do that. Or you can remain in the car and roll the dice, literally and figuratively, on uh, where these trucks are going. Yeah. I... I was going to say, like, just to color that moment of, like, we're all, like, mingled with these corpses. And so Atticus, like, squirms over to Valentine and, like, kind of big spoons him because he's looking out this flap. And we're, like, cheek to cheek. Uh, and and Atticus just says, uh, are we seeing this ride to the end, sir? Are we hopping out early? I think we need to get out and get our uniforms. For all we've learned, they are heavily armed and we are all far too close to death. So off, off, let's go. Uh, and Valentine will just reach up and he's got the Inquisition symbol on his cap and he just pulls it off and he can flip it around and it's just got the commissariat symbol. It's like a neutral thing. And he just tucks his necklace. So now that now he looks like a commissar, nice. no Inquisition. Does he like hate himself now? Because so far we've only seen you be a complete dick to commissars. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He's he's gonna be tempted to be more of a petty asshole for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, he knows the role. Yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, amazing. Um, so, um, Ryan, given that you're the one giving me the order, um, I'm gonna get you to go ahead and roll. Um, let's go with perception or vigilance. You can take one of the two. Cool. Um, we're going to say difficulty of three. Okay. Um, since this is the start of like a brand new series of things and we've had some downtime, um, I'm going to say, um, straight split of two and two, okay. uh, for story points, for story points. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you, um, a setback dice for, uh, all of you being kind of soaked in orc gore and smells. Um, but I will give you a boost dice, um, for, um, having already passed the checkpoint, um, getting on Mm. board these things was a pretty big get for you guys. Um, so security is much lighter here. Again, you're, um, if we're talking in airport terms, you are past the scanners. That's not to say there isn't security over here, but the scrutiny is somewhat less because someone, I don't know, x-rayed your shoes. So you must be fine. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's roll them bones then. Four successes. Nice. Amazing. Awesome. Um, so you see exactly what you were hoping for. Um, there are uh two somewhat dilapidated um little cottages that um 
I mean, your brain kind of uh, infers all this information very quickly, but um, there's they're completely uh, just decked out in soot, like coated mm. in a, a, just a fucking disgusting, even in, in a 40K universe that is relatively grimy, um, not just grimy. Um, but like uh, the trucks come by here every day multiple times. So they've just been belching fumes onto the, these things. So you can tell that they were once dwellings, but now they're just kind of awkward sheds because no one can possibly live here now. Uh, and it's exactly what you wanted because there's a little alleyway between them. No one is living in them, and um, you obviously can't like take shelter there, but you can definitely use them as cover. Um, so seeing your opportunity, how do you give the word to jump off the cart? Um, I think he'd do probably like what he'd have learned at the Scala Progenium, because I feel like military, probably like sign language and stuff like that is probably like kind of sector universal, because you wouldn't want to teach your commissars like, and here's you do hand signals, totally different from all the regiments, like regiments probably have their own, but there'd still be something kind of universal. Sure. So I think it's just that like three to two fingers to one finger to the fist, just do that weird like downward fist pump people do. Mm -hmm. And then just just like waving to the side. It's like a little tiny cramped, I'm in a car full of horse, like corpses, just almost, what is it? The guys at the end of the runway on like <laughs> the, oh, the fighter yeah. jet launchers. Yeah, yeah. They're just like that way, that way. Yeah, they like the the pointer sticks are bigger than the motions they can make. So it's just yeah, little, yeah, yeah, great. Um, okay, so uh, I need athletics checks, please, from all three of you. Oh, happy to oblige. Thought you might How, be. What's our difficulty? Uh, just a difficulty of two. Um, this is actually not a difficult thing to do, except that you're kind of in a ball pit made of dead orcs. So um, they're not particularly solid. Uh, some of them are rather squingy. Um, so that's really your only uh, difficulty factor on that. Um, I'll say if you want to do it stealthily, uh, I'll give you one setback dice. If you're not worried about stealth, don't worry about it. Yeah, this is jumping off of a truck. It's not Valentine's strong suit, so I think he's just going to be the guy who's hoping that like the location's good. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to roll. One success for Valentine. Wow. Three successes, two advantages for Marnie. Nice. This was tighter than I'm comfortable with it being. Uh, two successes, one advantage. Okay. Um, so all three of you clamber out. Um, Valentine, um, your uh, commissar coat gets caught uh, on something as you do. So there's an awkward moment of you kind of having to run hop along as the, uh, the, the truck continues to drive. Um, realistically, no one is paying any attention. No one sees this. But for you, it is one of those moments of just like, oh my God, I'm so exposed. And it's, it's kind of like silly and ridiculous and frustrating. And it kind of hurts all the wounds you've got. Um, but eventually you manage to get your your cloak free and um and kind of rush over to meet the other two. Uh, and of course, as with most moments where we you know flail awkwardly and no one's looking, um no one else has noticed or cared for you. It was the end of the world for like a good three seconds. Maybe Eugene clocked it, but no one else got it. So um you you make it over there uh, slightly out of breath um and slightly behind uh, Atticus and Marnie. That could have gone tremendously bad, but unfortunately it didn't. You know, the emperor, the emperor and such. Ah, uh, Eugene. Uh, and he'll just gesture him over and just be like, hey, could you run through any sort of local radio frequencies and just see if there's something that says, and he tries to come up with phrases that he thinks would appear in advertising for places where the guard would be welcome, but just like, Imperial Guard, Victory, 
uh, guardsman, guardswoman, commissar, discount. <laughs> it's just it's like he's trying to do an SEO search to see if there's somewhere they could try mm. to find as a more solid home base. That's discount. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, okay, Ryan, go ahead with. Um, um, is it just like a perception if we're flipping through channels? Would that work? His ability? No, to I, I just want to lean into one of your, because uh, this is one of those weird, like, just letting the fate of the game decide the thing rather than me arbitrarily deciding for you. So I feel like this might be skullduggery uh, or streetwise. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go with uh, I'll go with streetwise because that is one of his strengths. And this sure. does feel improvisational in that streetwise kind of sense. Definitely. Um, so uh, this is going to be a, a difficulty of three. Um, but, uh, no boost or actually I'll give you uh, a boost because you're wearing your, your commissar outfit. Um, yeah. Just makes me feel empowered. I like it. Yeah. 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 You know, I just feel better about it. It's good. Uh, I have three advantage. Okay. All right. Um, sure. So you do, uh, Eugene does pick up um, the uh, broadcast. Um, and, uh, it seems like it's one of those like in-store PA announcements, but of course it's got that vaguely teeny, um, Terry Gilliam quality to it. Cause 40 K tech. Mm. Um, and, uh, it's like, it says, um, well, uh, hi there. This is Tyron Messner, your local shopping, uh, representative, uh, here in, Vicodin plant, and I know what you're thinking. It would be so great for me to take just a little touch of Vicodin back to my home regiment. Well, I got good news for you, Commissar. Here at the In Factory Gift Shop, we've got tremendously good deals on Vicodin brand commissariat gear. Everything you need. Need a new hat, possibly in our trademark green? We've got it. That's right. Commissars receive a 10% discount on all purchases within the gift shop inside the plant thank you for shopping vicodin don't forget to drink responsibly ha wink and then it loops to like some incredibly shitty like are you a lord of terra have you brought your lord of terra card well good news you can get a stamp for your galaxy wide <laughs> tour yeah and valentine just reaches out like boops eugene on the nose and it just stops and he's like okay so we need to get inside the plant, and I need a High Lord of Terror card. It just sounds nice, you know? I wonder what it looks like. I've always wanted to know what he looks like. Do you think they have the portrait? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is distracting, and we need to say focus on the mission, not excited about imperial bureaucracy. Uh, so I got to ask um, Marnie and Atticus, I think I know Atticus's answer. Um, how does the prospect of, like, a gift shop strike either of you? Is this something you've encountered before? Does this seem completely ridiculous? Uh, what is your experience with the idea of a gift shop? I Marnie is confused as to what that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and is uh, she's kind of in like, I think when she like doesn't understand something, it's just like, okay, like there are, there isn't really enough time to like ask questions mm-hmm, either. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like trusting the inquisitor will go along, we'll stay vigilant. And I think we, we pretty much determined, like, you signed up as young as you humanly could for this, right? Yeah. Like, you've basically just been a soldier your whole life. Yeah. I don't think there are gift shops on Cadia. Mm-mm. Well, also, if you're pure military, like, 
They would never be deploying you to somewhere that would have it. It's actually insane. Yeah. Place has it, except that obviously beyond the wall, it's meant for software yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, Atticus, how about you? Oh, yeah, exactly the same as, as Marnie. Uh, I don't know if he's heard those two words together before. Right. Uh, fair enough. Just, Gift, so it's it's free. It's just it's for me. But no, shop implies commerce, trade. I don't. So you've you've never heard of a gift shop? No, sir. Marnie, have you heard of a gift shop? Are the gifts for us or for the orcs? Uh, neither. So to explain uh, this, uh, and Valentine, his head is like racing because he's like they know about the emperor, but they don't know about gift shops. On the whole, good. Still challenging. Uh, and he's like, so the idea behind a gift shop is there are certain worlds, the ones that you've protected by sacrificing uh, your bodies, your lives, and your friends in the name of the emperor. There are certain worlds where people go for things like vacations, where it's all very a nice beach because they want to uh, lay around and uh, behave slothfully because they feel like they've worked hard enough for the emperor. It this is sure is leave. Yes, yes. Sure yes. leave for non-military people. So they go to nice places. When they're there, they often want to get gifts for those who did not take part in the journey. As you know, you don't all get shore leave necessarily at the same time. Some people don't even get it for years because conflict flares up again, or I don't know, your your employer is kind of an asshole. So they go to the store where they are. It's called a gift shop because you can purchase a gift that you may want to give someone else to remind them that you yourself got shore leave when they didn't. It's considered to be kind, but I've always considered it cruel and pointless, and thus a great tradition in the Imperium. So it's a store that sells small novelties and knickknacks that are intended to be vaguely insulting gifts. Right. Understood. So what this does tell me is there is a way for Imperial personnel to go inside the factory to have access to that store. So we could theoretically enter in our military garb if we clear off all of this uh, excrement and blood. Uh, so there's that, where we could just kind of walk around and go, we're here to go to the gift shop, and that won't be jarring in the way that we would think if we were like, hello, I'd like to go to the middle of the factory where the bomb would be problematic. <laughs> Uh, if we clean ourselves up, we may just be able to wander around and pretend to be tourists, which is tempting. Or we could uh, go into someone's home, knock them out and steal their clothing, and then try to enter as employees. There is well, a simplicity... Looking at the two of you, there is a simplicity to you not having to create an alternate persona of which you have no information. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite pleased with not having to do any sort of a clandestine maneuver. You know, all... Uh, Old lefty here, kind of conspicuous. It's my Agreed. right arm. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marnie's kind of like caught up in like where people would like keep knickknacks that are like vaguely insulting once they received them. Marnie, That's you kind of where her head's been at <laughs> the whole time. Marnie, you, you seem distracted. Uh, may not be important, but what is the point of these knickknacks. I well, assume you were talking about Amasek or drugs or vouchers for sexual services from the locals. Well, I mean, it. I can't say it's not that because every world is kind of its own experience, but 
in many cases, it's more like a, a small statue made of a cheap rock shaped like a thing you've seen, or, you know, a, a piece of uh, card stock with an image of where you were standing before. Uh, you're thinking of things people might want. I'm saying these are gifts that will take up space that no one wants. That's the purpose of these gifts. Again, to be vaguely insulting. The only accepted social response is to display them somewhere very prominently and then talk about your friend's adventure as though it were your own when people ask. Again, not typically of interest to the military. This would be for people on shore leave to then return to uh, the domicile and cubicle that they will live the rest of their life in. So I just say like, Honestly, the existence of such such shops is insulting to people who have died to protect them. I feel the same way, but this will let us get into the factory. There, yes, so there's I no argument you, for me. So I need you both to decide who you want to get a gift for. So if someone stops you and asks you, and I'm not there to tell a story, you already know your answer. So who For are you getting? A... Actually, that's not a bad answer. Okay, you get the emperor. Excellent choice. Uh, what about you, Atticus? Who are you getting a gift for? Looking for the name. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, oh, I've definitely got something in mind for Kerasid Skullcrawler. Do you know what? Yeah, let's go with that. And I will say that I'm getting a gift for my dear friend, Commissar Lucius Yenderson, so that we can make sure that if the people we are dealing with are part of this conspiracy, they will believe that we are allied with them. It will keep us safer over time. So let's find somewhere to clean off the fungal remains of the Xenos, and then we can go and try to find a gift shop. So with that, um, the... Uh small band inquisitorial band goes in search of showers uh to get uh refreshed um you manage to find a, a place to kind of clean yourselves up and uh as you're doing so uh, a massive bell begins to ring and we're talking one of those like big fucking classic um sort of monk abbey bells um reverberating um throughout the town um and uh, I think we'll say you're in kind of uh, the equivalent of like a janitorial closet. Like it's not like a proper shower. It's more so just like one of those like little mop sinks that has like a, a big enough faucet that you're able to like give yourself a, a quick splash down. Um, uh, and uh, you start to hear the the tromping of, uh, of feet, um, many, many, many feet, as it seems people are spilling out of the buildings um, all around you. Um, you see uh, the local uh, Vicodonians uh, in their um, sort of forest green robes uh, embroidered um, with kind of a, a classic uh, stag, like a, a, a stylized red stag. Uh, but of course, it's 40K, so it's got like two heads and I don't know, a skull probably somewhere. Um, you, uh, As you kind of duck, duck down um, and sort of stare through the glass of this small shed you're in, um, you can see that the workers all wear kind of like a traditional like monk's robe um, belted with a, a red cord um, at their waist and like a few utility patches because, you know, the future. Um, you notice that uh, they seem to have um, the stylized letter V that you recognize from all the labels uh, branded uh, onto their faces. So just kind of straight down across uh, the eye to the chin and back up uh, yeah. to the other side of the forehead. Um 
They uh, they walk with that uh, low-shouldered slump that uh, all large theme park employees eventually get. Um, and uh, over um, a loudspeaker, uh, you you hear the uh, the comforting voice of Tyron Messner uh, saying, "Well, hello, everybody. You know what that bell means? It's time for special visitors. And boy, howdy, do we have some special guests visiting the plant today? We've got." Uh, Let's see here. Uh, we've got uh, Francis Aquino, whose birthday it is. Francis, welcome. <laughs> um, but uh, more importantly, uh, we have the pride of the glorious Regals. Uh, that's right. The skull crawlers are here today. Uh, it is a celebratory day to have such high profile guests celebrating their latest victory on the fields of battle. So welcome, skull, skull crawlers. We look forward to servicing you. Here at Vicodin. Now, everybody, let's sing the welcome song. And in a, a dreary chorus, um, a vaguely it's a small world after all um, sort of chorus of the damned kicks in, singing about um, uh, what a jolly day it is for a Vicodin. Um, and as the this chorus of the damned kind of rings throughout the streets, um, you see um, a, uh, a massive um, sort of like, uh, almost a uh, three car uh, convoy, bit of a, a parade uh, come rolling through uh, and Atticus sure enough uh, sitting atop uh, the first vehicle um, with uh, you know, a, um, a, a working dude from the, uh, the army on one arm and a working lady from the army on another is a Karasit Vicodin smile on her face uh, and just a pint glass of Vicodin in each hand and it might just be a trick of the light, but you could almost swear that she looks directly at you. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. 
If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Forgive me, Father. For I've sinned. It's been six months. Since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I am... <laughs> Lightly dosed his Gatorade with a powerful laxative. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I do? Are you kidding? Do you love Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professional. Where do you get off talking to me like this? <clears throat> Excuse me? What the f- Who is there? Forgive Me, a comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.